0: Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Amy Kendrew. We trust you'll enjoy today's message. I want to talk to us about living a surrendered life. Living a surrendered life. You see, Jesus was was fully God, but He was also fully man. And in His time here on earth, He displayed for us what it was to live a fully surrendered life. And He was an example to us. And that is what this series is all about, right? That we would look at how Jesus lived and that we would know that that is the life that we are called also to live. And I have to say to your church this morning that this message was probably one of the hardest messages I've ever had to write. I think because it was personally so very convicting to me, um, like I am just thinking about it and going, I'm preaching to myself here this morning. Um, But also, I just wanna warn you, this is not a message probably that you want to hear this morning, but I believe that this is a message for every Christian that we need to hear This morning and so I am excited, I believe that in the surrendering there is life, real life for each one of us, in the trusting that there is rest and peace for our souls, in the letting go of our lives, there is the finding. In the giving up, there is the gaining. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to read a whole bunch of Scripture. We're going to look at the life of Jesus. Then we're going to maybe take a look at our own lives and maybe some parts of our lives that we need to surrender to God. Then we're going to surrender our lives to Him once again. In a moment of worship and ministry, we're going to surrender our lives afresh to God this morning. So let's pray and then we can get on with the message. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you that you are here in this place already. You are moving in hearts. You are moving in lives. And God, this morning I pray that we would open our hearts and our lives to you afresh. Every part of us, that you would find us to be fully surrendered to you. Speak to us this morning. Speak through me this morning. Let it be your words in my mouth, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna read a whole bunch of Scripture this morning. I hope you're okay with that, reading the Bible in church this morning. And then we're gonna look at the life of Jesus. Uh, In Galatians uh, chapter five, verses 16 to 25, it says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility. Yeah, we're going there. It's nine o'clock in the morning. We're going there this morning. Quarrelling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In the book of Luke, in Luke chapter 9, it says this. This is Jesus speaking. It says, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And then luke chapter 22 verse 42 this is jesus praying and he says father if you are willing please take this cup of suffering away from me yet i want your will to be done not mine there is a war going on within us i don't know if you realize this but as followers of Jesus, as human beings on earth, there is a battle going on within us every day between the sinful nature, our humanity, the flesh, our self, and the spirit nature, the Christ-like nature within us. Now, I don't know about you, maybe this is just me, but I have a battle within me Every time I am at a restaurant and I am trying to decide whether or not I should order the fries. <laughs> now, there is the sinful flesh nature within me, and f- f- fries, carbs, they are my weakness, right? And there is the sinful nature within me that just says, Come on, Amy, just eat it. Order the fries. You only live once. Just. They're so crispy and salty and beautiful on the outside and so soft and fluffy on the inside. You need them. And then there is the, maybe the Christ-like nature within me, I don't know, but has gone, no, you should really order the salad. You know, be healthy. You know, new year, new me. I'm ordering the salad and you won't regret it. You know that if you order the fries, you can only, you can never stop at one. You, keep, you eat the whole bowl. You know, honestly, if I was full, I would still eat fries. You know, there's always room for fries. And these scriptures describe something of that war. You know, that was a lighthearted maybe illustration. I'm not saying that maybe that's what Christ is calling us to, just only order salad and not fries. But there is this sense of this war or this battle going on within us between the sinful nature and the spirit nature. The leading of our self versus the leading of our spirit. And the sinful nature is really about telling us, saying, this is what I want. This is what feels good for me. This is what is comfortable. This is what I want. I want to get angry. I want to hold on to my offence. I want to be bitter. I want to do whatever I feel. I wanna live for myself. And then there is the spirit nature, the Christ-like nature within us, that calls us to live holy, to be righteous, to live selflessly. To serve, to look out for the good of others, to forgive, to let go of offenses, to exercise self-control, to live at peace with one another. The Apostle Paul put it like this, I do not do what I want to do or what I know I should do, but that what I do not want to do, that I do. And sometimes, you know, I feel like that after I've ordered the fries. I'm like, I did not want to do that, but I did it. And I don't know about you, but I can feel the same. I want to do this. I know I should do this. But time and time again, I find myself living here. And it was the same Apostle Paul, who in the Scripture we read in Galatians, was saying to the early church at the time, we have these two natures. Church, we have these two natures. They are at war with one another. They want opposite things and they have opposite results. One leads to death and destruction and one leads to life. Both are desiring to have control, to be on the throne of our lives, to be the master of our lives. If we live controlled by the sinful nature, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. But if we are lived, controlled by the Spirit, we will bear great fruit and we will inherit the kingdom of God. Throughout the New Testament, in fact, one of the great themes of the Bible is about this war between the sinful nature and the life that God has called us to live. That time and time again, God's people continually walk away from him and follow their own ways, neglecting God, his law, the life he has called us to. A battle between good and evil, between life and death, my will and God's will. Between me being Lord and Jesus Christ being Lord. And without Christ, we were dead in our sin. We took communion this morning, remembering that without Christ, without the cross, we were dead in our sin. We were losing that war within us every single time. If it was up to us, we would never win. We would always fall short. No matter how good we tried to be, we would never be good enough. For a holy and righteous God. But God loved us so much because of Christ. He showed us and made a way for us that we would no longer need to be slaves to the sinful nature, sin would no longer be our master. Because of that grace, because of the grace of God, we can live in freedom. Because of Christ, we can have victory over the sinful nature that wages war within us. But that doesn't make us immune from sin. But the Bible says if, if we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us. We can start afresh. His mercies are new. So this message today is not about condemnation or legalism or trying to measure up to a standard, but reminding us that we are no longer under the law, but we are under grace. We have this grace that because Jesus was sin for our sin, sin's power is broken over our lives (laughs) forever. But that leaves us with a choice. How Will I live? Will I choose to obey the sinful nature and its desires? Or will I choose to follow the Spirit's leading in my life? What nature will control the direction of my life? What will I allow to be on the throne of my life? What will I surrender to? Will I live a surrendered life like Christ? Or will I try to hold on to my life and go my own way? I could put it another way and ask this question of us today. Who is the Lord of my life? Am I the Lord of my life? Or is Jesus the Lord of my life? those verses we read at the start, it says this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Or Jesus praying, not my will, but yours be done. Or Jesus reminding his followers that we are not to go our own way, but we are to take up our cross daily and follow him. Becoming like Christ means we give up our own way. We are not the Lord of our lives anymore. Jesus is. A surrendered life is a life where Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Saviour. The power of sin is broken over my life. He has forgiven me of all my sins. He has washed me clean. He is my Saviour, but He is also my Lord. What does it mean to make him the Lord of my life? Well, he sits on the throne. Before Jesus, I was sitting on the throne of my life. I was the Lord. I was the Lord of my life. I controlled myself, my will, my way. But when I accept Jesus into my life, I get off the throne and Jesus takes the throne, takes the place as Lord of my life. To live a surrendered life means we choose to take up our cross daily. Not my will, but yours be done. A daily denial of self. As Jesus said, take up our cross daily. Crucify our own desires and nail them to the cross. He becomes more and I become less. The old self is gone. That old self that just says, get angry, get even, be bitter, hold on to that resentment, that offence, that unforgiveness. Be jealous, gossip, slander, lie, be divisive. Just do whatever feels good at the time. I mean, we are angry, aren't we? I mean, I think we sometimes we just need to look around, right? Open our news apps, social media, and just see that there is so much anger in the world around us. Violence, abuse, ram raids. You know, you go to just about every warehouse, every dairy, every supermarket, there are bollards and concrete things out front to try and stop people from driving their car into the windows. I mean, it's just, there's so much anger We want to hold on to things, right? The polarization, the divisiveness, the comments that people post on social media, the comment threads, forgetting that there is a person at the other end of your comment. We want to do whatever feels good, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. I just want to live for the now. You only live once, right? Well, maybe for you, maybe your weakness is not fries, but it's maybe something a little more serious. You know, maybe there's a, a substance or, you know, pornography, something that is holding captive for you on the inside. And maybe there's an area of your life that you just have maybe hidden away from God. I believe this morning, Jesus is calling us to live a surrendered life, every part of us. Maybe it's just that we seek comfort over calling. We just want to live a comfortable life. We don't want to do or say anything that might make someone else feel uncomfortable or make ourselves feel uncomfortable. And so we don't actually talk to God maybe about what He wants us to do or where He wants us to go or what He is calling us too, because it might involve a little bit of discomfort. The scripture says the fruit of this nature is death and destruction. It may feel good at the time, but it is not producing real life in you. And we can fill our lives with the equivalent of junk food, in what we consume, in our minds, in what we say, and how we act. And then we wonder why we don't feel so good. But we have this Jesus. We have this guidebook. We have the Word of God, which is nutritious, which is life giving, the example of the life of Jesus. That surrendered life, a surrendered life bears good fruit. This kind of fruit that we are called to live by. The fruit of love, joy, peace, yeah. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. This is the kind of life that God has called us to. Yes. Amen. Take up our cross daily through devotion, through the reading of his word, through worship and prayer, daily choosing to lay myself down and pick up the cross of Jesus Christ. This is how we are called to live. This new life we live, becoming like Christ, is a life of joy, of living in peace, of not repaying evil with evil, but repaying insult with blessing forgiving freely speaking the truth in love not just speaking the truth being patient serving willingly exercising self-control with our thoughts with our words with our actions looking out for the interests of others and i know that a big part of surrender is that we need to trust we need to trust our Father, our Heavenly Father. And I know that that is hard. Maybe when you've been hurt, when you've had a bad experience, maybe even in church, you've been hurt by people or experiences. And I get that. It can be hard to trust, to put our trust in God once again. But that doesn't mean we are exempt from a surrendered life. We are still, all of us, called to live a surrendered life. But I want to remind us this morning that God is a good father. We can trust in Him. We can surrender our lives to Him. You know, not that long ago, and I think I've shared this story uh, a few months ago maybe, but I was just on a walk praying maybe praying maybe having a little bit of a download to god about just experiences and things and situations conversations things that had gone on for me in the last year and as i was walking i was talking to god and just oh frustrated. i'm frustrated like god this person hurt me that situation hurt me that I, I i and god i just i want you to know that i think i'm right I think, God, I'm right. And I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me in that moment and say this to me, just impress in my heart, Amy, I'm really not interested in whether you think you're right. I just want to know if you're willing to do the right thing. And the self in me rose up, right? I'm justified. I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm going to carry this chip on my shoulder, not the literal chip, like a metaphorical chip. Uh, You, I, I am right, I am right, and I want to feel like this. But the spirit in me just rose up, ever so gently. Forgive them, pray for them, doesn't make it right. Doesn't, I'm not saying what they did was okay but it will free you. I needed to surrender, to remind myself that I am not Lord. He is. Not my will, not my will, but yours be done. In the surrendering, there is life for each one of us. In trusting our heavenly Father, there is peace and there is rest for our souls. In the losing of our lives, there is finding of the life that God has for us. In the letting go of our own way, there is gaining the way of Christ. There is fruit, good fruit, that comes from a surrendered life. If the band would join me this morning, You know, when I think about the picture of a surrendered life, I keep coming back to this picture of Jesus in the garden. The night before he is about to be betrayed, killed, the night before he is about to face the cross. And it says this in Luke 22, and I want to read it out to you. Just get a picture of our Saviour, of our Christ in this moment. He's just finished the the first communion and then it says this, then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. And there he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. As I think of a surrendered life, this is the picture I keep coming back to, our Saviour, kneeling in the garden. The night before he is to be handed over to the authorities, sentenced to death on a cross, here he is. He knows what is ahead, the pain, the discomfort, the words that are going to be said, the accusations that are going to fly, the grief that it will be for His disciples, for those that are close to Him. As He prays, there is a struggle for Him. In His humanity, He doesn't want this. Father, if You're willing, would You take this cup from Me? There is such agony of spirit the epitome of discomfort the struggle between his humanity and what he knows he is called to do yet it is a picture to us of complete surrender as he kneels and as he prays says these words yet I want your will to be done not mine I surrender I don't know about you, but I struggle to surrender, to not go my own way, to not give in to temptation, to not gossip or just hold on to unforgiveness. I struggle to let go. I know we all do. But even Jesus struggled. And in His struggle, He surrendered. And it's interesting that He says to His disciples directly before and after, pray that you do not give in to temptation. Because I think for us, the greatest temptation in our humanity is to live an unsurrendered life, to go our own way, to do what we want to do. And Jesus just comes and He prays. And as He prays, He surrenders. And as He surrenders, He is strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I wonder what our posture is today. A surrendered life, a surrendered heart, a life that says, not my will, but yours be done. In a moment, we're gonna sing and we're gonna worship and We're gonna re-surrender our lives to Jesus. But I wanna ask us this morning, who is the Lord of our lives? Are we Lord? Are we sitting on the throne of our lives? Or is Jesus the Lord of our lives? Am I becoming more like Christ? That in the struggle, I will choose to surrender. When everything within me wants to just hold on, hold on to that hurt, let them feel the hurt and the pain that they made me feel. Maybe post a passive-aggressive post and hope that they see it on Instagram. Or maybe just say, Not my will, but Yours be done, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have Your way in my life. Maybe when we wanna just get angry, maybe we wanna post a comment, or maybe just say something, get our own way, not my will, but yours be done, Jesus. I surrender. Maybe when everything within us, that sinful nature says, just go, just do it. Go to that environment, open that website, open that app, text that person back, pursue that relationship. Just do it. just whatever feels good for you. The Holy Spirit, the surrendered life, says not my will but yours be done. I give my body as a sacrifice that is pleasing to you, Jesus. Not my will, but yours be done. Maybe when everything within us says, I wanna just take control. I'm gonna struggle to get up now. I just wanna take control. I just wanna do things my own way. I've trusted, I've I've been hurt. The surrendered life says, not my will, but yours, be done. Would you stand this morning? We're gonna sing in a moment, but right now, would you just open your heart? Would you just get yourself in a posture of surrender? Maybe for you, you need to close your eyes. Maybe you need to lift your hands. Maybe you need to kneel before God, whatever it is, and I'm gonna, Lead us in a prayer. I'm gonna pray over you. And then we're gonna worship, we're gonna sing, we're gonna surrender our lives to Jesus. I don't know what God is asking you today. I don't know what He's asking of you. I don't know what parts of your life, of your heart you need to surrender. But I pray right now that God would illuminate that in your world. He loves you. He wants the best for you. And His desire is that in the losing of our lives, in the surrendering of our lives to our heavenly Father, that we would find life. So right now, open up your heart. Jesus, we welcome You in this place. We surrender our lives to You afresh. Jesus, would You take every part. God, we give You full control. We want to know you more and more. We let go of our own desires and we pursue you. We surrender to you. We can trust you completely. You are a good father. You love us. You want the best for us. And we surrender our lives to you afresh. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit AriseChurch.com. Matiwa. See you soon.